You're listening to Beauty and Life with Giselle, and I'm your host, Giselle Campbell, an esthetician, an entrepreneur, and a Californian living in the Midwest. In this podcast, I will be sharing my business and life stories, along with speaking with other amazing men and women from the professional world. So be sure to hit that subscribe button so you get future notifications on the next episode. And don't forget to connect with me socially on Instagram and Facebook at Elevate with Giselle. So grab that coffee and enjoy. Bye. Hey guys, Giselle here, and I am so excited to start this series regarding skin cancer awareness. And this is a topic that is very close to my heart. I, as an esthetician um, and a spray tan artist, I have had the opportunity to help some of my clients get screened for possible skin cancer. Now, I will say that I've had a few of my clients, unfortunately, have had to have um, cancerous cells removed, whether it's been from their face or parts of their body, Um, but it is, I am so happy to report that they are okay and it was detected early and they will be just fine. So this is very, very important to me, especially as a sunless spray artist, um, you know, I always promote, you know, using those sunless tanners, you know, being okay with your skin color as it is. But if you really want that bronzy, sun-kissed look, a sunless tanner is definitely the way to go. And they have come such a long way from years before. But this episode, we're just going to break down every type of skin cancer there is and just give you a little bit of a deeper understanding about this particular cancer and how we can prevent it and the products that we can use to help that prevention. So let's just dive right in. So skin cancer is the out of control growth of abnormal cells in the epidermis. And this is going to be the outermost skin layer. And this is caused by unrepaired DNA damage that triggers these mutations. And when these mutations uh, multiply rapidly, they form these malignant tumors. Um, and so the main types of skin cancer are going to be your basal cell carcinoma, which is a very common one. You have your squamous cell carcinoma, you have your melanoma and a very rare form of skin cancer called the Merkel cell carcinoma. Now you'll have to forgive me as I may stumble over my words here because, um, Some of these words are a little bit tongue twister for me, so you'll have to forgive me there. But the two main causes of skin cancer are the sun's UV rays and the use of UV tanning beds. All right, so those are going to be the two common ways that you're going to get that UV exposure. Now, the good news about skin cancer is that if it's caught early, your dermatologist can treat it with very little to no scarring and high, very high odds of eliminating it completely. So um, just know that if you 
uh, come across this yourself or you know somebody with skin cancer, if it's caught early enough, it can be treated, okay? So I want to give you a little bit of a stat here just to kind of get your mind thinking. One out of five Americans will develop skin cancer by the age of 70, I picked this stat up from the Skin Cancer Awareness Foundation, and that one right there just really kind of blew my mind because, you know, as an esthetician, I meet a lot of people. So my odds of meeting people who've had experience with it or uh, know somebody is very high. But just in general, I'm sure even yourself who may be listening to this may think, oh, yeah, I know somebody who's dealt with that. Um, And that can it can kind of be scary, but it's one of those things. It's the type of cancer that people kind of skim over and I don't think take as seriously as they should be. And as a skincare provider, it is very huge and has always been a topic very close to my heart. Um, And mostly because I have seen the kind of uh, damage that it has caused to some of my clients. So basal cell carcinoma, um, like I said, this is going to be on your outermost layer of your skin. So that's your epidermis. Okay. So that's the skin that you see. And this is going to be in areas typically going to be that are exposed to the sun a lot. So that's going to be your face, your eyes, your neck, shoulders, and back. So especially in the summertime, if you're wearing those types of things, but this is, this is definitely caused by a combination of um, intense exposure over a long time. So this is going to be from UVs from the sun. Um, You know, there are more than 4 million cases diagnosed in the U.S. each year. That is unreal that many cases are diagnosed. Um, But, you know, this can be treated early um, and can be uh, removed and really, uh, if it's not, if any of these cancers are not treated early and are not caught early, what can happen is that it can unfortunately lead to, um, can be fatal. And this is, this is why we're doing this podcast because I want you guys to know about these things. Now, next is going to be your squamous cell carcinoma, and this is also, again, going to be on that outermost layer, that upper dermis, and where you might see this, again, is going to be face, ears, neck, hands, especially. Uh, This is going to show where the skin reveals signs of sun damage, including wrinkles and age spots. Now, for me personally, um, my hands don't show age spots, but I am starting to see age spots on my face, actually. Um, You know, you think like these cute little wrinkles or these cute little freckles, but I have one little spot I'll never forget. I was standing there in the kitchen with my husband and he's like, what is that? I think you have a piece of chocolate on your face. I was making cookies at the time. And I was like, no, I don't have anything. And he was like, kind of touches my cheek and was like, oh, that's not coming off. And I realized what he was talking about was this age spot that I have on my 
cheek. And I was slightly embarrassed by that, (laughs) that whole situation. But at the same time, it really, you know, brought forward to my mind that this age spot that had never been there before, I now have developed in my, I'm almost 40, so have developed this. And these little spots on my upper cheek area are from days before. So even though you think, oh, it'll be fine, as a young person, you're thinking it's going to be fine. But I thought that as well. And I'm of Hispanic Mexican descent. And I will tell you right now that as a Mexican, as a Hispanic person, and this might be true of other people of color, you know, I didn't wear sunscreen when I was a child. My mother never put sunscreen on me. Um, As a teenager, oh my goodness, I lived for tan lines. And, you know, I just never, ever thought about sunscreen. I was a California beach baby. You know, I loved the sun. I loved just the warmth of it and just being out there and how dark my skin was getting. I will tell you, though, that... Even though I enjoyed that time before, now as almost 40, I am now seeing the effects of that. So this is why it's so important as a young person or to as a parent or um, just as a skincare provider is to be able to let people know if you start early in the prevention of uh, skin issues, starts, starts wrinkles and age spots and most importantly, prevention of skin cancer, uh, these types of things will add up over time and your skin is going to thank you for it as you get older. All right, so back to the squamous cell. So um, this is most common from UV of the sun and tanning beds. So those that are uh, tanning bed goers that really love to be in the tanning bed, this is going to be something that can develop from there, okay? This is the second most common form of skin cancer with more than 1 million cases diagnosed each year in the U.S., And sometimes it can grow rapidly. It can metastasize if not detected and treated early. So just know that this is something very serious. All these forms are very, very serious and need to be checked out very as soon as you notice it. And we're going to go into a description of how to tell about this. So next is the melanoma and melanoma is, uh, a word that can be very scary. And there are people that I know that have had melanoma and it really um, is a different type of skin cancer. You know, this develops in the melanites, the melocytes, sorry, I told you, tongue twister. And that is the skin cells that produce the melanin, okay? And that's going to give you the color. That's what gives you color is that melanin pigment, that dark brown skin that you love so much. That's what's giving you color. And what melanin is, if we just break that down a little bit, 
melanin is a natural response from your skin. When the sun hits your skin, it goes into this alert mode and this response mode, and it has to push out all this color to try to protect itself. So that's why the skin gets dark. A lot of people don't know this, but that's pretty much where that comes from, is going to come from that. So um, where this is going to be found, it often resembles moles. So sometimes they may arise from that. So if you have a mole, um, beauty marks or anything like that, you really want to make sure you keep an eye on those that they don't change shapes or or rise or get um get flaky or dry or itchy. You just want to make sure about those, okay? Um, They are found in any area of the body, um, even areas that are not typically seen by the sun. So we're talking like the private areas between the toes in the, um, well, maybe between the fingers are a little bit, uh, we'll see the sun a little bit more, but we're talking about like the the booty, under the breast, you know, areas that don't typically see sun. Unless you are going to a tanning um, bed, then, you know, you're going to be exposed to that a a little bit more. So this, again, is just like the other ones are triggered by exposures to the sun, but tanning beds have been known to increase the risk of melanoma. And that is because with melanoma, it's going deeper. Okay. So you're going past that epidermis. You're going deeper into the skin area. So melanoma is the most dangerous of the three most common forms of skin cancer. Melanomas can be curable when they are caught early and treated early. Okay, so how can you recognize the warning signs of melanoma? First of all, it is called the (laughs) ABCDE. You're going to know the ABCs. So you're going to look for A, which is the asymmetry, and most melanomas are asymmetrical. Okay, so if you draw a line through the middle of the lesion, the two halves don't match. So it looks different from a round to oval and a symmetrical common mole, right? B is going to stand for the border. So melanoma borders tend to be uneven and may scallop or notch or notch edges, while common moles tend to be smoother and more even borders. C is for color. Multiple colors are a warning sign. So while benign moles usually have a single shade of brown, a melanoma may have different shades of brown, tan, or black. As it grows, the colors are red, white, or blue may appear. D is going to be for diameter or dark. While it's ideal to detect melanoma while it's small, it's a warning sign if the lesion is a size of a pencil eraser. So that's about six millimeters or a quarter of an inch in diameter or larger. Some experts say that it is important to look for any lesion, no matter the size, the darker, if it's darker than the others. Okay, so then E is for evolving, 
any change in size, shape, color, or elevation of the spot on your skin or any new symptoms such as bleeding, itching, or crusting may be a warning sign of melanoma. If you notice, of course, any of these signs or any new changing unusual on your skin, you should seek your dermatologist immediately. Okay. Now I will tell you a brief story regarding, uh, moles and I had developed a, I had a beauty mark. I thought it was beauty mark moles, however you want to say it, but I had a mole on my left foot. It was on the outer edge. And I thought at one point it was just like a small round dark spot and almost the size of a freckle. And over time, I could have sworn that it was evolving, that it was getting bigger. And I kept thinking it was because I was wearing sandals in the summer. I went to the dermatologist and I had him do a biopsy. And if you've never had a biopsy done on a mole before, it is definitely something that is not very pleasant, I will tell you. He did this biopsy on my on the mole, removed the whole thing, and I was left back with this large hole in the side of my foot. In fact, it took several months for it to heal. I had to do intense, you know, uh, wound care on this particular mole. I it was so deep. I have photographs of it where you can see the layers of the skin like it was so deep. You could see the inside. Sorry to be a little graphic, but the inside of this um, biopsy. It turned out it was totally benign and I'm glad that it was, but it was one of those things that really just um was scary for those few days that I didn't have uh, the information back yet, the testing back yet. And, you know, I was so, so, so relieved to have that removed and have it be benign and not have that scary feeling anymore. But this is the very reason why I am so, so driven to tell people and warn people about UV, UV tanning, and letting them know what can happen with long-term UV exposure. Now, uh, definitely recommend that it is highly important for everybody to get a full body scan from a dermatologist. And you might want to find a dermatologist in your area where you can connect with them and they could do a full body scan. They should be taking pictures beforehand, taking pictures of areas that may that they may want to keep an eye on, make sure everything's good to go. But it is something you should definitely uh, do, especially if you're fair skin, if you got super blonde hair, or if you're a redhead. It is very important that you get these scans on a regular basis. Okay. So the... Um, The very rare form of skin cancer is called Merkel cell carcinoma, and this is very rare, but it is a very aggressive skin cancer. So generally, these types of cancers are going to appear as a firm, painless lesion or a nodule on those sun-exposed areas, okay? So half the time, these are going to be on the neck and the head, 
and frequently on the eyelids. So if you know somebody who works outside a lot, uh, perhaps they're a landscaper, they work in construction, men tend to be ones that will develop skin cancer because they don't wear sunscreen. I'm sorry for all the men who might be listening to this, but generally men don't wear sunscreen unless they have a significant other that's pushing them to put sunscreen on. (laughs) But men generally don't do that. They just, they might wear a hat, but generally their their head is exposed and their neck is exposed. So like those ears and the reflection from the sun um, between the ground or whatever they're working on hitting back onto their face. So This is something that can really be um, for people that are highly exposed in that sun area. This is going to be also for somebody that's very fair skin and individuals are over the age of 50. All right. Um, But again, this is a very, very um, rare type of skin cancer, you know, melanoma is the most common and the basal cell carcinoma are the most common. So when you're talking skin cancers, this one's going to be the rarest, but it is still very, very important. Okay. So UV from the sun is just as dangerous. It's just a little bit sneaky when it comes to getting UV from the sun. Uh, You know, most people think that if it is a cloudy day that they don't have to worry about sunscreen. They don't have to worry about it at all. Or if they spend time working inside or they only, you know, go from their car to the grocery door, grocery store door, and then back to the car, you know, all those minutes do add up of your exposure in the in the sun and getting that UV, especially if you work in an office where you get a lot of sun. There's a photo of a guy who was a trucker and the side that he got the most sun, his skin was all wrinkled and um, a lot of skin damage. And then the other side of his face was totally look young. Um, It was not aged as quickly as the other side. So, you know, the UV definitely will break down that collagen in that skin and will lead to those wrinkles as well. Um, Okay, so, you know, it does... Like I was saying, the UV does penetrate through uh, windows. It reflects off of the ground, especially like if you're at the swimming pool or the water, the lake, wherever, it's going to bounce off of that, Um, especially in the wintertime when it's sunny outside in the snow, it's going to be reflecting off of that. So these are all things that are going to have you exposed to UV. Um... Now, as far as ways to prevent it and protect yourself, I'm just going to go over very, very briefly. Um, You know, generally you're going to want to seek shade. Okay. So the times that the UV is generally strongest is going to be between 10 and four. So those are time frames you're going to want to be in the shade. You're going to want to make sure you're wearing your sunscreen. You want to try not to get sunburned. So The thing about sunscreen, I will say, is that uh, so many times I've heard clients tell me, I wore sunscreen, but I still got burned. The reason why that is happening is because sunscreen is what it is. It's not sunblock. It's sunscreen. 
you're still going to get leaks of UV exposure, even wearing sunscreen. So I don't want anyone to think that I'm saying that if you wear sunscreen, you're not going to get sunburn. You could get sunburn still. Okay. I just want to put that out there. Now it's going to also be how often are you reapplying? What kind of activities that you're doing? Now we're going to break down sunscreens in a different episode, so I'm not going to go too far into that, but I do want to just kind of cover these basics. So you want to avoid tanning in general and especially UV tanning. And I know I might get some haters over this, but you know, we can agree to disagree. But as far as I know with the statistics that I have read and I've been educating myself over the years, UV tanning, unfortunately, is one of the biggest contributors to these types of skin cancer, okay? There are clothing um, out there that will help that has that SPF in there. And then, of course, sunglasses that have UV blocking because you really want to protect your eyes as well. I know there's all types of clothing, and that will be in another episode as well, which I will give you my recommendations for that. You want to use a broad spectrum uh, sunscreen, so that's going to be your UVA and your UVB, and what, make sure that it is a SPF of at least 30. I will say that anything over 30 is not necessarily going to be more protection. And again, we'll break down sunscreens in a different episode, but I will let you know that really 15 and 30, those are your sweet spots. Um, preferably 30, anything above that, you know, really like the ones that you see out there, they're saying they're SPF 100. Well, you know, honestly, unless you're living in a bat cave, really, you there's no way that's going to fully help. Um So you'll really want to just know about that. And you can use water-resistant ones. Um, They have those out there. There's different types of sunscreens out there. Um, But again, like I said, we'll break that down in a different episode. You definitely want to see your dermatologist at least once a year to get that full body scan. Um, So the thing with skin cancer is that it's unlike other cancers because, you know, it develops on, they form on the outside, so they're usually visible. And so this is why it's so important to make sure that you're getting those examinations, you're seeing that dermatologist, and that you are uh, getting those full body scans. So I just dumped a ton of information on you. And you may have to listen to this again. I understand. That's okay. But that is the start of this series, really. It's just I really wanted to cover those uh, different types of skin cancers because I think that is going to give us a base to where we're, why I am suggesting the things that I'm going to suggest in the other episodes. The next episode, we're going to take a breakdown of... Um, sunscreens. I'm going to help you understand sunscreens a little bit better. The difference between a chemical sunscreen and a physical sunscreen. What does that mean? You know, and what is best for your skin type? This is going to be something that I think if you've had questions about sunscreens, this is going to be the episode you're going to want to listen to coming up. 
Um, I will also be covering in future episodes uh, products as far as, um, you know, clothing and different other sun protections that I really enjoy and like myself that I have personally used. And then, of course, I'll be giving you other stats throughout the way. Okay, so that was a lot of information. And I hope that that gave you a little bit of an insight of the different types of skin cancers that are out there, but not to scare you because, you know, so many people have gotten skin cancer and are totally okay because they have gotten it checked out early and their doctors have treated it. So know that this is something that can be treatable. Okay, guys, if you have any questions, send me a message on social media. Um, My contact is in the show notes, and I cannot wait for the next episode where we dig in a little bit deeper. We talk about the sunscreens and so much more. So until next time, my friends, I hope you have a beautiful day and I will see you soon. Bye. Bye.